Hi, I'm Jamie Winkup. Hi, I'm Dick Johnson. Hi, I'm Garth Tander. You're listening to the V8 Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. Townsville sees a return to longer races. You know, you're going to have to uh, look after your tyres for the whole whole race there. And the Endurance Cup grid is almost set. Really excited to uh, be back in the car with him and the team. And That's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Taking the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. This news update is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. Hi, this is Will Davison from the Pepsi Max crew for Performance Racing and you are listening to the V8 Insiders. Here's the news brought to you by Nobrack Carbon Fibre Products. This weekend with the return to longer races is something that teams are looking forward to with Lee Holsworth hoping that the shenanigans of Darwin this weekend is put well and truly behind them. Strategy will play a huge part there and um, uh, you know, you're going to have to uh, look after your tyres for the whole, whole race there and um, it's, a, it's a great little track. We love racing there and um, it's, a, it's a good track for uh, you know, passing opportunities. Holsworth thinks his car is better placed now after the engine development work that the Erebus team has been doing is finally starting to reap some rewards. If we qualify well, we'll, uh, we'll definitely, I think, be able to hold our ground better now. We've, we've got a bit better engine power, and um, but the heat does affect us a lot with our power. So uh, we're hoping it's not going to be too hot there um, and we can you know, race uh, a bit more competitively and um, hopefully, you know, aim for top tens in each race. Rick Kelly in the Jack Daniels Ultimas is also excited about going back to the 200-kilometre race format. Experience longer races, I think it's been since the Eclipse of 500 since we've done a, a fuel stop, so 200 k's each day, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough race. We've got two compounds of tyres, obviously the soft and hard um, to get through, but it does create, op- create opportunities for us to... Um, I guess that strategize the others where possible and, and take advantage of different safety cars and different things that happen throughout the race to try and get um, to get a good result. Obviously, shorter races create less opportunity to, to capitalize on those things, so quite looking forward to the weekend from that point of view. Townsville will see Friday featuring an Endurance Cup practice session with Andrew Thompson again joining Tim Slade. The announcement this week seeing him run all three races of the Endurance Cup together. I'm really excited to uh, be back in the car with him and the team and uh, I think after Darwin, uh, you know, the car has made some massive improvements from the start of the year so I'm really keen to, uh, to jump in the car at Townsville and uh, have a burn and uh, you know, get to uh, Sandown and Bathurst and the, the Gold Coast 600. I'm really looking forward to uh, teaming up with Andrew again this year for, uh, for the three endurance races. Um, he uh, is a really good driver um, and you know, he proved that last year. Uh, with me and we ended up getting um, some good solid results out of uh, out of Sandown and Bathurst and um, yeah I mean just sort of 
looking forward to uh, to teaming up with him again. And um, I guess he was probably top of the list when it when it came round to um, the decision time for for the uh, for the endurance co-driver. So uh, yeah, very pleased. Slade thinks that Thompson will not take himself too long to get up to speed in the new generation Erebus AMG. Uh, he'll he'll adapt, no dramas. The cars aren't uh, that much different to drive. There's probably slightly tiny little differences that uh, that he'll work out with uh, with you know the laps that he does in the lead up to the enduro so that won't be a drama this weekend russell engel will become the most capped v8 supercar driver with 226 starts he talked about his longevity in the sport the category has changed a lot um you know i remember uh, in 96 when i first joined v8 supercars when i got back from europe um, it was a lot different then, a lot of different people in the sport. Of course, you had legends of the sport like Perkins and Dick Johnson and, of course, the late, great Peter Brock. And uh, to come right through that era, right up to our current new drivers that are coming through and some really talented drivers in the category as well. So I've seen both sides of it. Uh, car changes as well. We've gone from the usual car to now the, the car of the future, as they call it. Different manufacturers coming into it. So a lot of change, and uh, I've been around for all of them. The teams have looked to refresh their image this weekend with Norton unveiling the Norton Hornets and HRT are paying homage to the NRL State of Origin series. With James Courtney probably not about to make any new fans in far north Queensland as he'll be running a New South Wales Blues livery. James Moffat has talked about seeing his Nissan Altima for the first time following his big crash in Darwin. Um, after that Darwin crash where uh, the car looked pretty sad, I uh, got it back to the workshop and um, it wasn't as bad as it first looked. So um, still more work for the boys than what they usually would have had, but uh, they've done a fantastic job to get it back into uh, you know, A1 condition. So looking forward to getting to Townsville. Uh, always enjoy going up there. It's a great event, another one of those events where I guess the whole town gets behind um, the race and uh, I guess... You know, importantly, it's uh, a big couple of races up there with two 200k races. So, um, very tough races, both uh, on the cars but also on the body as well. And uh, I'm just looking forward to getting up there and uh, I guess putting what was a bad weekend behind us at Darwin, exactly that behind us, and um, you know, hope, hoping for a, a good week up good weekend up in Townsville. For Moffat, what was as disappointing as the major crash there in Darwin was the fact that it was his first DNF for the year. You know, the championship's uh, so tight wherever you're looking, up and down the field, that uh, you just got to keep collecting points. So um, I guess next weekend at Darwin, uh, sorry, at Townsville, with it being only two races, that means uh, 150 points for each race, so uh, slightly more points I guess than you know if it's a three race format or a four race format so um, if you have a DNF in one of those races it's going to hurt you a bit more points wise because you you lose more points obviously but um, yeah ultimately the goal is to finish all the races and um, we want to be up the front of the field. Coming up on the white flag lap brought to you by Munro Shock Absorbers we hear from David Reynolds. Here's some classic Dave Reynolds action at the press conference in Darwin. That surprised me and uh, you know, brought them in today and it was yeah, it was great to have the kids down there and uh, you know, they're uh, going to hopefully uh, come out and uh, um, have dinner and uh, you know, catch up in the next couple of days before they keep tripping around Australia. Where are you going? No, I'm not going anywhere, they're going. Oh, oh. I'm going to Townsville next, you coming? 
I think so. Hope so. <laughs> Before you celebrate. And on this week's round table, Gary O'Brien and Peter Norton will talk about Townsville and the Endurance Cup lineups. That's the news on the V8 Insiders brought to you by Nobrac Carbon Fibre Products. Check out the entire range today at www.nobrac.com.au. That's N-O-B-R-A-C.com.au. News on the V8 Insiders is brought to you by the official V8X Magazine Facebook page. Sign up and keep in touch with V8 Supercars. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You've watched the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Craig Lance. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from Auto Action, it's Gary O'Brien. Good evening, Gary. Good evening, Craig. How are you going? Not too bad at all. As I'm sure, Inside Motorsports, Peter Norton is doing quite well. Uh, yes, Craig. Everything's uh, fitting well. Well, we're going up north once again here to Townsville. And the return of the 200-kilometre races, Gary, that's going to be critical because a lot of teams haven't got the fuel performance and this is an opportunity for them to get an idea of where they're going to be when they get to Bathurst. Well, yeah, that's it was been a bit of a contentious issue that uh, surfaced briefly in the last week or so and then disappeared just as quickly as it came up. And uh, you're right, there will be um, some gauging of what the new players will get as far as fuel economy goes. It's interesting because uh, when we look at different forms of racing around the world, they do look at pit stop times and, uh, Peter, they do adjust for different pit stop uh, and engine capacities by changing the fuel rates that uh, uh, the teams can refuel or even just holding them in pit lane and saying you've got a minimum pit stop time of X. Yes, um, that is a a mechanism that's used in other categories, but I don't think it's one that we really want in V8 supercars. Uh, We often talk about let's keep it simple and let's keep it exciting. Uh, I think that would be just silly to explain to the uh, the casual fan why a particular car has to uh, sit there for a second or two. But Gary, if a car's going to potentially need two stops over the the other car's one stop just for fuel, then it's not apples with apples anyway. Well, I doubt they'll need two stops for fuel in 200 k's. <laughs> Someone's done their maths wrong if they have if these new generation engines are. Are using so much more fuel than um, than the twenty year old uh, uh, pushrod engines. But it, it's been a problem, not so much at two hundred k's, but at uh, two fifty. There was a lot of concern at Adelaide, and of course we're getting ready for five hundred and one thousand. Well, I mean that'll have to be looked at when they get to those ones. So um, I, I thought you were just talking about uh, Townsville this particular weekend, and um, they'll all have to do one stop for fuel in both races. So. Um, I wasn't seeing that as an issue, but I, I get where you're coming from about that later in the year. But personally, I think they've got to work at getting better economy. I think simple as that. Uh, they, they are newer generation engines and what the uh, Ford and, and Holdens are running, and uh, by rights, you think they'd be more efficient. Hmm. 
Mm, but I guess it's one of those things, Peter, when they're looking for every single ounce of horsepower, they're burning a lot of fuel to get it. Yes, of course. And what we really need here is Larco's whiteboard to be able to sketch it out. Um, if you're short by one or two laps, then you simply need another pit stop. Um, so, uh, yeah, conceivably, uh, some cars in Townsville may need that extra stop. I think that uh, uh, the teams that are on the edge like that will be watching uh, safety car periods with uh, a lot of interest, uh, and maybe they'll just have to coast uh, in certain areas to conserve fuel to get them to the finish. Gary, what are the chances, if there are going to be fuel economy issues getting to Sandown and Bathurst, we know, might be starting to see a couple of debris cautions out there at a certain time of the race just to try and even it up for them? Oh, <laughs> the, the, um, the, the regulation uh, cautionary period, um, I doubt it, to be honest. Um, I think between now and Sandown that the economy issues might be worked a little bit harder. And um, I guess if you don't really know the, why they're saying that they're using more fuel, it's because those engines have more parts is my understanding of it. And so far, it's only been speculation from the chairman of the commission. It hasn't been a, an officially ratified uh, uh, doctrine from the um, V8 supercar fraternity as such. Mm. No, but it's one of those ones that uh, you only need to listen to the engineers talking about their fuel economy, and they are concerned at this stage. So if the, if the chairman of the commission has decided to say something you know that there's more going on let's face it the chairman of the commission peter didn't talk about new manufacturers until he got to austin he hadn't spoke about it for uh, 18 months or so yeah that's correct um the, the honorable chairman uh he only opens his mouth when uh, he has a media communications plan already in place for a particular uh, issue or release so uh, i think you're spot on that uh, you know, it's a bit like the Reserve Bank these days. If they say something, there's a reason behind it. Mm. Well, it's interesting that we go into Townsville, a question mark in the corner, which I think I'm with you, Gary. I don't think the 200-kilometre races are the issue. I think it's just preparing everyone for what comes later in the year. But uh, yeah, if I... Quite possibly. Yeah. I, I, if I said to you, we've had six races in Townsville... Sorry, we've had more than six races in Townsville... But we've had uh, only one, two, three, four winners out of eight races in Townsville. Who do you think has won the most? Jamie Winkup. It's a dominant performance, isn't it? Five races to one, Peter, uh, for Courtney, Winterbottom and Tander. And you'd have to think with Red Bull Racing on uh, fantastic form, they're going to be almost unstoppable once again. I think so. Uh, I recall quite fondly, I think it was last year, Lowndes was uh, taking the battle up to Win Cup. Very exciting final stages to the race as they had uh, differing speeds uh, at that time. Uh, but uh, I think that's what's looking likely. It will be a battle between those two yet again. I've got to say, mix of hard and soft tyres. Wouldn't it really spice it up if a few of those tyres let go like we saw in the Grand Prix on the weekend? There'd be some question marks with Dunlop if that happened, wouldn't there? Especially on a street circuit where there's a couple of walls around the place, not like Silverstone, which is a, a proper race circuit, uh, and uh, the likelihood of actually hitting something is uh, far more remote. 
Gary, who would get the cheer like uh, Vettel did when his car pulled to the side? Because you could hear that over the effects mics. Um, I'll probably Jamie Winkup of all people because, uh, you know, the Aussie uh, fan likes to knock the winners and that's always been the case, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Peter, what about this weekend? We've seen a lot of cars coming back from uh, some heavy battle scars up there at Darwin. We're told that these cars are supposed to be uh, easier to fix. Uh, and uh, even if they're the same difficulty, I think that the crews uh, are fairly well practiced now on uh, on some of those major rebuilds. Uh, I would be surprised if there's uh, you know, major problems for those teams going in. Uh, you know, putting to one side, they probably haven't had the usual preparation time to do the you know the, just the little things that they would normally like to do. So uh, I think it'll be one of those little things. Uh, you know, the, the twenty cent piece uh, or twenty cent part that uh, everyone talks about. It might be something like that. I don't picture major problems, though. One interesting thing, Gary, is that last year, the first pole position for David Reynolds, and he's now gone on at the last event to have two more. Obviously, with the speed that FPR is showing, you'd be expecting to see Dave up at the front of the field. Yeah, most certainly. Um, I would have suggested them as one of the favourite uh, operations, the four cars, or probably more, more correctly, the three cars. Um, that have been showing the pace at Darwin would be on the on the ball there too. But um, tire when you've got the mix of tyres, it's always been a little bit of their undoing. And um, let's hope that in uh, in 12 months or whatever it has been since they've, they've had issues with uh, getting the cars to work on the soft tyre that uh, they don't this time around. A cruel man, Peter Norton, might say that whenever they've got a drive through pit lane, there's a problem involved. Well. Uh, way uh, not so much that uh, every pit stop is uh, a risk for them but where the the strategy and pit stops and some of those matters get complex they're more likely than others to trip over their, their own feet so uh, yeah with the mix of the soft and the harder tires um, yeah it's a risk that's one of their weaknesses Mm. And do we reckon, Gary, they've got their multi-21 uh, pit signals now fixed after the Saturday in Darwin? <laughs> I'd say so, <laughs> most definitely. Uh, I don't think we'll see a repeat of what happened up there. Mm. Yes, it's uh, certainly an interesting problem to have, all your cars towards the front of the field. It's one that Red Bull's been able to manage for many years now, and uh, I'm going to get your tips. Do you think Jamie's going to get beaten, Gary? Um, I'm... I'm actually going to go with uh, Craig Lowndes. I mm. think he might come out as a top Red Bull runner this weekend, out of the two of them. Whether he actually wins the round overall or the races overall is yet to be seen. I'm predicting that uh, the two Ford Performance racing cars will be very quick, along with Reynolds, and uh, and also um, I expect that at least one HRT car will be relatively fast as well. A similar sort of situation that we had at Darwin. At this stage, I can't see many of the others really being that strong compared to what they've been doing. In a crazy situation, we can't call him the winner of the round, but what we can say is he had a net gain over Jamie Wincup at the end of the weekend. We might call him the event winner. (laughs) Peter, what about your thoughts? Um, I think maybe the phrase is uh, so-and-so had a good weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, trying to steer clear from... uh, you know, all of the, the, you know, the correct description of round winners and that sort of nonsense. Um, yeah, who's going to uh, win? Uh, well, 
Gary's already jumped in and stolen my usual tip, which would be Lowndes, um, you know, the fan favourite, and that excites some of the racing. So I think I'll have to uh, take the boring option and say that uh, Wind Cup will be hard to beat. Mm, isn't it terrible when a populist like yourself just gets out, out gazumped? Exactly. Um, I think in the, uh, the cars to watch, the one that we've missed there is um, uh, two cars from the Brad Jones Racing Stable. Uh, their, their form's pretty good. They were a little bit off where they, they have been uh, up in Darwin, uh, but uh, I think that they've done pretty well at Townsville in the past. They've been very competitive. Uh, add to that the extra spark they've got this year. I think they may be the ones to take the challenge up to the Red Bulls. Mm. Well, we need to take a break here on the V8 Insiders, but plenty more when we return. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Hi, I am Alexandre Prema from the Fujitsu GRM team, and you are listening to the V8 Insider. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. This is Gary O'Brien and Peter Norton join me, Craig Revell. And we're, well, we've just been looking at Townsville, but a lot more things than just Townsville on the uh, agenda, as in a race sense. But I guess the question is, uh, Gary, is Townsville going to be the only street race in Queensland next year? Well, there's strong indications from the government saying that, yes, it will be. Uh, they actually throw uh, funds at both the Gold Coast and at Townsville, and they're saying that they're going to reduce it. Um, we know that there's a, a tram system going in about where the track, the front half of the track is at the moment, and um, already construction going underway, which will have to be taken into account when uh, the V8s get up there in October. So um, on the strength of that, they, unless uh, the V8 plan um, of attacking, trying to keep the event there, um, meets with government approval, I'd say we might be down one uh, Queensland street meeting. Peter, it's, it's a risk they could try and take, and on past few years of crowds, you probably wouldn't do it, but you could self-fund like they do in Sydney. Oh, I, I think with the scaled-down version of the Gold Coast race, um, they don't have the, uh, the really large crowds that they had in the glory days, the, the 100,000 plus. So and I think with the scale down event, I think it's unlikely to ever get back to those sorts of numbers. So I'd be quite surprised if they wanted to promote it themselves. They do have the advantage that all of the infrastructure has uh, already been um, uh, you know, assembled, uh, but you know, every year they disassemble it and store it somewhere and then they have to put it back up. But it means they don't have to buy all of the concrete, uh, uh, concrete blocks for the walls and all of the fencing and all those sorts of things. You know, it's there, it's paid for. So uh, it's still an expensive event to put on, but it's not as bad as it might otherwise be. Um, yeah, I, I do fear that the Gold Coast uh, is uh, on the chopping block because it's not what it used to be. Uh, the Gold Coast has a year-round tourism market. Um, if it lost the event, it would hurt, but it wouldn't destroy them. Townsville, I think, is a little bit different. Uh, Townsville, it is one of the, the highlights on their calendar each year, and to take that one out would really, really hurt that town. Uh, and 
towns will get behind it. Uh, the, it's so enthusiastically supported, uh, and I think that may be the tipping point. The Gold Coast is tired. Townsville is still excitable. Mm. And, Gary, I guess the big thing is that at the end of the day, people are supporting the Townsville race in numbers. It's not happening down in, in uh, the southeast Queensland race. Well, that's correct. Um, and, of course, it's so close to some other major events that are happening there with schoolies not long after it. So you're getting, as Peter was suggesting, you've, you've got a crowd there that, are, that go every year for whatever reason, not necessarily for car racing, and uh, they they probably would hurt a little bit. I think it's about $31 million that I think it puts in their economy when you take into consideration that I think government throws in about nine. There's probably a little bit of other incendiaries that go in as well, but they get about a $40 million return uh, through the, uh, the hoteliers, the, the, the various restaurants and what have you, you know, the usual sort of thing that you have there with rental cars and airlines and what have you. So it is a little bit of a loss, but um, but I think the market there is just not strong enough. Mm. Of course, uh, well, if Queensland goes in the newly formed Endurance Cup, or if Gold Coast goes, I should say, the newly formed Endurance Cup is going to look a bit light on with only two events other than the three that they will have had in their first year. But... Who do you think, Gary, is the best-looking pairings as they stand? <laughs> that's the $64,000 question, isn't it? Um, oh, I think the, 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 the teams that we've had in the last couple of years would be hard to toss. Uh, certainly uh, Jamie Wincup, Paul Dumbrell, and I think uh, the latter proved that he was uh, probably the best co-driver going around last year. It's certainly at Sandown with his pace, certainly what he did in, in his stints at Bathurst proved that. Uh, he can't go past his team teammates in uh, Lowndes and Warren Luff. And, of course, um, James Courtney and Ryan Briscoe is a pretty, uh, pretty handy sort of uh, pairing as well. But, you know, when you look at the whole field, and by no means it's totally complete yet, but um, they're all capable. They're all capable of being up there, apart from probably, probably just about four or five cars. The rest of them are certainly carry enough pace to whip in a, a tenth or two tenths of a second a lap. To, um, to win the thing. Mm. Now, if I was asking John Bow based on his predictions in uh, last year's auto action, which had even Lucas Dumbrell as a, a 6 out of 10 combination, Peter, are you uh, going to be that bold? Uh, no. Uh, I think that uh, we do have, the, you know, obviously, the lead driver and a part-timer. Um, some of the, the part-timers are really not that strong. Um, I think running through the list the, no one's got an absolute triple you know, A rated co-driver um, I think the, the closest that you get, particularly for Bathurst uh, the pairing that, that if you put you know, equipment issues and those sorts of things to one side I'd say that the strongest driver combination there is uh, Tander and Murphy. Uh, Murphy pulls out something special at that place, particularly over the, the longer stints uh, Tanda has uh, obviously got a, a very good record there. I think uh, if equipment was all equal, that would have to be your pick. Mm, yeah, it's an interesting problem, even at this stage, to try and work out where all the cards are going to fall. Because I, I don't see a problem with uh, Luff and Lowndes myself. I think they're a, a very solid combination. Guys, interesting the driver market for 2014. 
Gary, when are you expecting this silly season to uh, crank up a notch? Uh, probably uh, come the Enduros, I would imagine, because uh, everyone will be lining up to to uh, perform above and beyond so that they can uh, put themselves into the market of perhaps getting a full-time gig next year. There's only 28 seats there for the regulation part of the season and uh, most of the... Uh, um, the alternatives will be the, the driver pairings, I would imagine. Mm. The question marks down there at Walkinshaw Performance over their driver lineup uh, are certainly ringing true. Is Todd Kelly going to retire, which is certainly uh, a hot tip? Another interesting question. And uh, Scott McLaughlin, he's got Holden's support. Will he stay at Volvo, Peter? The they're interesting questions, and, and Chris Jewell, who, of course, is part, joins us here on the V8 Insiders and, and also is the manager for Scott McLaughlin, has come out and said, well, yeah, there's no reason why he wouldn't want to stay at Gary Rogers. Uh, it's a very interesting dilemma uh, because not all of those seats are fully funded by sponsors. Uh, and you know, the degree to which they may have to compromise and... Uh, you know, do a deal to, so that the driver brings some sponsorship as well, uh, that's, to me, the big unknown. Um, there's some plum seats there that may have to chase the dollars rather than the talent. Do you think we'd have a situation, Gary, like we saw at the end of last year, where the uh, drivers perhaps didn't like some of the uh, new combinations that they were going to be involved with if they stayed on their contract? Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I guess you're alluding to the Van Gisberg and uh, leaving Stan Brothers uh, last year. No, I, I doubt that would be such a thing. I think anyone that gets a drive in, in any of those 28 uh, seats would uh, be quite happy to do so. Going on our current uh, situation, probably with the exception of Shane, who's probably quite happy where he is and wouldn't want to go back to um, maybe um, some other team or whatever. But, uh, yeah, oh, it's an interesting call and... Um, uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, the 28 prime seats, as we will call them, uh, will be certainly fought well and truly over. Another name that I think has got a lot of potential on this year's driver market is Tim Slade. His contract is up for renewal, and uh, obviously with James Rosenberg and his licence uh, uh, movement, that could be a very interesting driver to uh, watch where he might fall, Gary. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm already hearing a couple of whispers there. One, one suggests that maybe, maybe a Nissan spot when, when you alluded to with uh, Todd Kelly, and the other one maybe uh, Ingalls spot. Uh, but then there's all sorts of. I'm hearing other things as well that uh, you know maybe an extra license at Techno and um, all sorts of stuff. So you, you wouldn't know really uh, until uh, we see a contract signed or whatever. Not that we're ever going to see that, but if you understand what I'm saying, that uh, until it's officially mentioned, but lots of lots of rumours going around at the moment. Yeah, as I said, I, I brought the topic up now because this is we're sort of hearing the first groundswell, aren't we, Peter? Of this might be happening, that might be happening, and and obviously this is going to inc- quietly increase over the next month or so. Yes, uh, I find it quite uh, fun to try to you know, uh, do the analysis and predict what's happening there And uh, because we have these gaps between races. We need something to uh, keep us interested. Uh, and it does get quite complex of uh, you know, so-and-so uh, you know, doesn't get on with that sort of mob and you know, this owner is doing that and he 
may go or someone else may come, come and create a new seat for his mate and uh, it really is quite fascinating uh, and you're right there are plenty of whispers out there uh, and really we need the, the first domino to fall and then the uh, the sort of pathway becomes much more obvious doesn't it mm. yes and it'll be interesting to see what is the trigger and um, what's the trigger to start it all, Gary? Because there is always one, isn't there? There's one thing that happens that blows the game open. Well, I think Russell Ingalls' movements for next year, there's some talk that he may want to go around again. Um, but um, what, where he where that starts will be the first domino, I think, mm. after we know the situation there, other, other um, uh, things will start happening around it. Mm. Well, we definitely have interesting times ahead. Gary O'Brien, thanks very much for your time. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's always good to have a, a chat with you guys and uh, <laughs> throw up the uh, the, the uh, coins and see which way they fall. Yes, that's right. And uh, Peter Norton, knowing Peter, he'd be pop- pocketing the coin before it hits the ground. Oh, absolutely. That's my role. <laughs> <laughs> the white flag lap is up next here on the V8 Insiders. We hear from David Reynolds. Right after this. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Stay tuned for more. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Jonathan Webb from Techno Autosports, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. On this week's White Flag Lap, brought to you by Munro Shock Absorbers, David Reynolds talks to us about his feelings between starting at the front and staying there, over battling through the field and making up a lot of places. Sometimes you have better races, like at Texas. I love the races because I passed 33 cars for the weekend. Mm-hmm. This weekend I've probably passed none. I've probably gone backwards. From, so I qualified so well, but at Texas I didn't qualify that well, but my race car was really good, so I had better races than I have here. It's you know it's almost more rewarding. One of the races I passed twelve cars, I think, and um, today I finished third. And you know, it's in some some respects, I'm really happy that we got a good result. And you know, you get showed for it, and you get all the TV time and that. But at, maybe at Texas, I could have the passing the twelve cars, you know, setting them up, passing them, doing it over and over again. That's probably more rewarding for myself. And, of course, this year David joins up with Nathaniel Osborne and I asked him about is it easier this year to have a new engineer and a new car all at the same time? It's In, in some respects it's more difficult because I, I, he has to know who I am as well, what kind of person I am and, you know, my humour and always taking the piss out of everyone and even, like, last night, you know, it was pretty serious conversations going on and I'm still trying to make light of it. Surprise, but... <laughs> Some people don't find it very funny. <laughs> but it, it's, a, it's a thing. You, you tune in when you put your helmet on. And it's a lot like Lounsey, and I guess that's why you and Lounsey have such a good rapport and banter. Yeah, really because, like yeah, you, you two guys, when the helmet strap tightens up, that's when you switch in. Yeah. When the helmet goes on, I stop talking. I don't talk on the radio, but I don't make comments or stupid things like that because I'm so focused on my job. It's like, it's like uh, Tourette's kids... <laughs> And have you ever seen that show? There's a show called Let Me Let Me Be Let Me Entertain You or something, and it's all about five Tourette's kids that go singing. Once they start singing, they stop ticking, and 
it's the funniest show. <laughs> I really like Lowndes, you know, he's a really good personality and it's it's um he's a very happy person, it's great to have him around. And that's what the sport needs, personality. Yeah, exactly, yeah. There's only maybe a few left. Thanks very much for your time. No worries, thanks mate. Cheers. That's all we have time for this week on the Van Insiders as the checker flag waves over another edition. Until next time round. Keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.